capture the adrenaline that's shooting off in the electricity, he captures it right there on paper. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Hirschfeld. Well, I've drawn ever since I could hold a pencil. Actually, all kids draw. I just never stopped. Welcome to the Hirschfeld Century Podcast. I'm David Leopold, the creative director of the Al Hirschfeld Foundation. And I'm Catherine Eastman, the archives manager. And today we have a very special guest, our very first guest here on the Hirschfeld Century Podcast, Justin Robertson, better known to just about everybody as Squigs, an artist who is following in the grand tradition of Al Hirschfeld, and in, for many people is considered the Al Hirschfeld of the 21st century. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's I'm so, a very nice introduction. That's an incredible introduction. I'm so uh, happy and honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our, our pleasure. We've been wanting to have you on almost from the word go. Wow. Uh, and I'm glad it all worked out. Yes. And so... For people who don't know you, I mean, I could go on and uh, list some resume credits, but you probably know more of what you do than I do. Oh, sure. So uh, I know your work appears on Broadway.com. Correct. Uh, I, and I, I look at the cast drawings. That's a regular part now of my Broadway experience. <laughs> and, and, and in many ways, I feel it's it's very similar to what uh, uh, Hirschfeld's drawings were for people um, for 76 years. Right, right. They they look for the new drawings, sure, uh, sure. The, the new show opening, and then of course the other thing that you do that I'm that I love and I think is just wonderful for uh, anybody who loves drawing but also loves theater and Broadway in particular is the lights of Broadway uh, cards. Those are just terrific. Thank you, thank you. And so tell us tell us more about uh, what you do. Uh, sure, sure. As you said, I I, uh, I post my drawings uh, on Broadway.com as the Broadway Ink feature that came about uh, because Paul Wontorek was looking for um, uh, a. a a feature in the tradition of, of everyone's tradition of every Sunday morning uh, looking into the New York Times and seeing Al's uh, amazing sketches. Um, and so uh, we contacted each other uh, through friends uh, in 2009, 2010? Uh, 2009, yes. And um, uh, I moved to New York in uh, 2010, just thinking that it was time for me to come in and experience the city and, uh, you know, see see what, what would happen. And uh, and by, you know, the summer of, of 2010, I had signed a contract to be a freelance uh, uh, consultant for uh, for Broadway.com. And then uh, for a while, we did drawings every week, like on a, on a Thursday. Um, and then we, we adjusted our um, uh, plan to, to just post on the morning of every sh Broadway show opening and some, you know, other, you know, uh, off-Broadway shows and Shakespeare in the Park and that sort of thing, basically just kind of documenting uh, what was going on on the, uh, on the Great White Way, so... Do you decide uh, what shows you're going to do, or does he decide? Uh, yeah, I have uh, some uh, editors over at the uh, at the website, and they decide. They give me a list of the uh, the shows that I'm going to go see, and uh, a list of the uh, the press reps. So I contact the press reps and arrange for tickets beforehand, uh, with the goal of uh, posting the final work uh, at midnight the night before uh, a, a new new show opens. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you and do get to choose. They give you a list, and you get to choose. Which oh, I, one. I don't choose. They they give me my assignments. So, oh, okay, so yeah, okay. they assign me whatever. Um, and and sometimes I'll I'll suggest an idea. You know, like maybe a, uh, where there's a replacement in a cast, and mm -hmm. I say, hey, I'd love to go back and sketch this person, and they say, oh, sure, or you know, or or no, just depending on what content that they already have going and, and that sort of thing. Right. But yeah. So that's very similar to how Hirschfeld did it. You know, he got his assignments. People used to think, oh, he he must have loved Guys and Dolls, so he'll draw <laughs> that. But the fact is, he got an assignment, sure. and he, in that case, he went out of town to see it. Um, you go to previews, exactly, yeah. And it, and typically, uh, it's it's when the rest of the press is allowed in to see the show, uh, when the show's frozen, uh, you know, and, and it's they're being reviewed. Sometimes, uh, depending on the production, depending on the the creative team, the press reps will allow me to go in just a little bit earlier, uh, so I have a little bit more time to do a sketch. But it can vary anywhere from a couple weeks before a show opens to the night before or the. Basically, I'll, I'll have less than 24 hours to do a sketch. Wow. Um, so it really varies. And especially, it's really kind of tricky in April when uh, there are so many shows that are opening to right. to meet the uh, Tony Award <laughs> eligibility. Right. Uh, so I think there was one April that I had to draw 18 oh shows. And like right up there at the end, there you know, there's like five shows opening a week kind of a thing. And so it just it's a wow. big juggling act. You know, I just, you know, kind of... 
you know, I put this calendar in front of my face at my desk and it has, you know, little places to mark off seeing the, sh or arranging tickets, seeing the shows, you know, and then penciling, inking, coloring, you know, yeah. and I'm just, it's just, just a big juggling act, but it's a, it's a fun challenge. But I, I typically tell my friends and family that uh, I might be um, off the grid for, yeah. <laughs> for the month of April. <laughs> Let's talk about how you do your work because, okay. yeah. you know, uh, Hirschfeld, whenever possible, he'd go to a show. He, in his day, when he started, of course, he could go to rehearsals, too. Right. Um, in town and then would see the show out of town. Um, or he'd go to a performance and, and draw there um, in his pocket. Um, but he actually finished the drawing back in the studio. Right. Um, and he worked, of course, uh, in ink on mm -hmm. board. Um, so tell us the process of how you do what you do. Okay, sure. Um, well, when I get my assignments, I... Uh and it gets closer to the time that I'm seeing the show, I'll go online just to see what uh, uh, production stills are available online and what if there's maybe even some B-roll, just so I can have in my mind what kind of notes I need to take in the theater. If if there's not much available online, um, you know, often, uh, you know, like for instance, Hello Dolly in this past season, um, they were very uh, guarded with the photos. Mm -hmm. um, and so there just wasn't really anything available. So I just had to make sure that I took, um, you know, uh, very detailed notes, you know, which hand a, a ring is on, you know, where someone has a brooch or they wear a bow tie or a long tie or no tie or, you know, that kind of a thing. So if I don't have that restriction and I can just look at, at photos for reference, I, um, I'm a little more free to uh, take some visual notes of, of, of gestures and, and postures and, and pictures, stage pictures, and, and to make notes of moments that I want to, you know, consider, you know, mm -hmm. capturing in the drawing. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I do take a little uh, moleskin notebook to the theater. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the skill that Her Hirschfeld had is of drawing in my pocket. Um, <laughs> he trained himself. Yeah. He wasn't born yeah. that way. And I've seen some of the sketchbooks and they're, 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 they're fascinating. And, you know, it's fun to look back at them because you can, you can see what show he was seeing. Right, and, and, of and, and, and you knowing so much of his work, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's that drawing that ended up, you know, like funny thing happened on the way to the forum I saw this mm -hmm. notebook that had that sketch in it and I'm like oh my gosh I can totally see his scribbly notes but what they ended up being mm -hmm. it was great but uh, the first time I was seeing a show on uh, on press tickets uh, it was when um, uh, Bernadette Peters and Elaine Stritch went into uh, a little night music oh, sure. and uh, so and I was I had a great seat I was sitting like you know, third row you know in the center I was I was feeling very fancy and uh, and I had my little notebook with me and I just realized about the time that Bernadette is singing send in the clowns that my notebook is up near my eyes and I'm, I'm drawing you know right there by my eyes and I'm just, I'm just like suddenly just had the realization that Bernadette could see me drawing her you know and I'm like I would probably be called out for you know making the world's slowest you know uh, bootleg photo <laughs> but so you know so now yeah. I you know I, I my notes in the theater if you look at them they're, they're incredibly scribbly and just basically kind of remind me of things that I saw mm -hmm. um, there's nothing that I would you know which would, would uh, put in a gallery any, right. any, any, right. anytime soon but um not yet yeah so then the I abstract <laughs> exactly yes, yes. exactly yes <laughs> graphite uh, akimbo um, but uh, then I typically go somewhere uh, you know, either I go right home or I go somewhere where I can I can kind of flesh out a couple of visual ideas and uh, for the for what the sketch is going to look like, and then um, don't you have a problem with beer stains when you do that? <laughs> um, actually, quite often, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, it's it's often at, at my favorite beer beer hangouts in, 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 in the theater district. So, um, yeah, and then uh, then sometime you know, uh, depending on how long I have, I'll I'll do a a, a large a, a real size. Um, uh, on pencil sketch mm. uh, where I'm able to be a little bit, more, little bit free with uh, the composition and the line work and that sort of thing uh, and then after that I put a fresh piece of marker paper over that and then um, uh, do a fresh ink sketch uh, on uh, using uh, Pigma markers uh, in various line widths uh, then once that's done I scan that into the computer and I, uh, I open Photoshop and I color and, or do any fixes I need to do, any adjustments, you know, if, if the line went astray, I can, you know, trim mm -hmm. it back, <laughs> you yeah. know, that kind of a thing. Um, and then uh, my coloring is done using uh, uh, templates that are made from actual ink spatter. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of known for that, you know, and it, it, was a, it was a technique that kind of came out of wanting to put color up quickly and make it look more interesting than just, you know, flat blocks of color. Right. Um, so I literally, you know, one day with a toothbrush, I made little cardboard templates and spattered ink on the paper. Right. Uh, and just like Al. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he would, but he would do it directly on the drawings, and, right. you, know, that, you know, which is f fantastic. I'm, I'm sure he used the, um, what's the, uh, the medium that blocks out, uh, there's like a, a 
rubber cement kind uh, of... Well, he would take rubber cement and a piece of paper. He'd cut out the paper and rubber cement it on. And of course, that was great when he did it. Uh-huh. But uh, within a year or two, at that any place the rubber cement turns brown. It turned brown, right, and right. And so I used to chastise him every once in a while. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's like seems, he couldn't make a stat. You know? Right. Well, it seems like, you know, especially, you know, in the golden days of his career, that, that he was just creating it for the moment, you know. Yes. Right. You know, uh, so, yeah, so it didn't really kind of matter. You know, it, and, and having seen a bunch of the originals, I, I uh, it, it's fun to see the little places where he's, um, a like erased sections that you know he decided not to ink, right. or the ones mm-hmm. that uh, places where he inked and then uh, whited it out. You know, you know, use some sort of a white, you know, thing. It's fascinating to look at those those originals. But um, I have with the technology today, it's you know what I do is kind of a is a blend between the traditional and, and the digital. Sure. Um, a little bit like the art form is a, is you know drawing what's on Broadway today and and coming in in the future, but giving a nod to Al's work and and the work of many other caricaturists in the past and Broadway right. of the past as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I always thought the paint splatter was also a very almost like a theatrical. Energizing. Uh, uh, well, you know that's what you do on 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 set. Sure. You know you splatter paint them mm-hmm. because uh-huh. that looks better in the light. And right. I always thought, oh, he's making a comment on the theater. It is. It is a little bit like that. It's, it does. It, and it also has. I, I often think of some of the the layered texture that I put in as, as kind of like theater dust. You know, mm-hmm. almost like you know the. Um, ephemera of the you know you know of what's come before and mm-hmm. you know not getting too deep i don't want to get too you know fancy go ahead you <laughs> like deep <laughs> but um but yeah it's you know it's just it's just a, a nod to uh, what's come before and you know hopefully mm-hmm. looking to what's coming in the future so so uh, how did you get started i mean right well um uh quick background i'll try to i could blab on about this i guess um don't worry we ta- can edit it sure. <laughs> talking about myself no, no I, I would never um, let's get back to me <laughs> enough about you about enough about me what do you think of me yeah exactly. yeah um uh, so i grew up in a small town in oregon and uh and I, as i grew up i you know I, I my parents were fantastic about uh uh, encouraging us in anything that we really enjoyed doing. So I got, you know, classes in, you know, home cook or, uh, um, home ec and uh, com- early days of computers, personal computers and, um, you know, piano lessons for eight years, which I was an awful practicer. Um, and, uh, but I, I can now read vocal music. So that, that's a help, that's but, good. uh, and, uh, my folks saw that I, um, uh, like to, to draw, so they got me some classes with a local art teacher, Greta Morley, uh, in uh, little Lebanon, Oregon. And uh, thank you, Greta. Yes, thank you. <laughs> she's she's left us since, but she's uh, she's I carry her on. So good. yeah, so she uh, taught me among other things some watercolor techniques, and uh, I entered a um, a painting of a clown for the uh, local art, you know, the, the our strawberry festival art competition and i got a blue ribbon which you know you know i wish Uh, i think that's probably mom probably has that somewhere in a box mm -hmm. but um but yeah and then i I would do church and school plays and that sort of thing so theater was always kind of a part of growing up so you were a performer too i am yes absolutely and uh the balance has shifted quite a bit to the art but i try to do something every year or every other year Uh, most recently i was out at the uh the kate playhouse in uh yeah it was not this past summer but the summer before uh and uh playing marcellus in the music man Mm -hmm. um and also just you know, at a Hirschfeld sideline with that, you know, he was known for, for drawing regional theaters. Yep. You know, and I, when, when I go to see a show like Bucks County Playhouse or, you know, or the Cape Playhouse, I, I love going and looking at those sketches and then seeing what's still there, you know. And mm-hmm. so with um, Hirschfeld's drawing of the Cape Playhouse, it's a bunch of, first of all, you know, you see the, the architecture of the building, but it's a lot of backstage scenes. You right. Know, right. There's, there's uh, people waiting for a haircut and there's Corrines, you know, sunning themselves on the grass yeah. and, right. and stuff. And so I, I went and I uh, took pictures of all the places where I think that he was looking oh, at when he nice. do that. So that was kind of a fun, oh, that's fun cool. thing. But, um, but yeah, well, they, so Broadway.com should have you do summer theaters like uh, yeah. they used to do True. for Al for the Times and yeah, the Herald Tribune. Yeah. Because there's so many, I mean, it's really, we're going in through a real renaissance of summer theaters. Like the Cape right. is really back stronger than it's ever been. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and same thing with the Bucks County Playhouse. Right, right. It's some really great stuff being done there. And I know that Broadway.com does feature, um, you know, they, they typically do some sort of a feature of what's coming in the summer. So hey, make your travel plans, go, right. go to yeah. these theaters and, and stuff. So yeah, that, so that's fun. I uh, I uh, 
I do enjoy getting on stage, and uh, I need to do it a little bit more. But for now, I'm I'm happy with. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, so you were a performer, and you were drawing, and yeah. playing a little piano when you probably should have been playing more piano. But, sure, <laughs> sure. But um, I, I went to. So, so what happened then? Sure. Um, well, I went to college in Southern California, a little uh, uh, private college called Biola University, and uh, I started as a film major. Actually, I was mm. wanted to to make movies, and I I after a while I found that it was a a bit more technical. I, I wasn't. I don't have an incredibly technical mind, and I was. Mm-hmm. I was. I was kind of lost a little bit in that aspect of it. I'm like, well, don't you just point a camera? Right. You know. But um, so I uh, switched to uh, to a, a drama or theater emphasis in the in the middle of my college years, and uh, was doing some uh, some of the school musicals and. Um, uh, which were extracurricular. They were actually part of the, the mm. theater program. Um, but I played Barnaby and Hello Dolly and oh, Lamar and Godspell and, mm. and stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, but um, one Is of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, we would the school would occasionally rent the local uh, theater uh, complex uh, for the shows, including Hello Dolly and. Um, and a few other things were happening. I was starting to get obsessed with the work of Stephen Sondheim, you know, and maxing out a credit card, seeing shows, and buying cast albums, wow. and uh, buying uh, libretti and uh, books and stuff on a, on a the- it was a theatrical book club. I forget what it was called. Fireside. I think it was yeah. yeah I think it was Fireside. Fireside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so all this was happening at the same time. I was starting to do these shows and would use the La Mirada Theater. And hanging in the flyloft of the La Mirada Theater was this large painted flat of and it was uh, it was Al Hirschfeld's uh, 1977 drawing of, of Stephen Sondheim no kidding. Yeah. and I was like what is that what is it? and so unlicensed let me tell you I'm sure it was but <laughs> we're but gonna it, be calling yes. yeah, right. I, I don't I don't know if it's I think it's it disappeared after a while I think it was yes, theater management right right yeah but um but yeah I found out that it was uh, for, uh, used for a one-night concert uh, in at that theater in 1982 mm. um, that featured uh, Broadway actors uh, singing the songs that they introduced on Broadway oh. it was hosted by Tom Bosley mm. it, it opened by Ethel Merman Mary uh, she, who sang Everything's Coming Up Roses. Uh, Mary Martin sang Do Re Mi with oh her with goodness. the kids, including her granddaughter, Aww. who, as Mary says, is ma- making her stage debut. <laughs> um, and uh, Gladys Johns and Len Carew. Um, oh, it was wonderful. great. But then um, uh, when uh, the ladies from Company sang You Could Drive a Person Crazy, um, and uh, when they, first of all, when, when people were doing their numbers, their Hirschfeld would fly in behind them on a, on a flat. And that's how they used it in the show. Oh, great. And so, and it typically, it was, if it was Ethel, it was like, you know, an iconic image yeah. of yeah. her in, yeah. you know, and you get your gun yeah. and Mary Martin and Sound of Music. And, yeah. um, and, uh, and when they, when the ladies, um, Donna McKechnie, Susan Browning, and Pam Myers sang You Could Drive a Person Crazy, mm-hmm. they flew in this image of Sondheim. Oh. Right. Uh, and so I, I was, uh, I went to my book club, the Fireside Theater uh, Book Club. And it was when uh, the Hirschfeld book, Art and Recollections from Eight Decades, oh, yeah. was out. And I bought that, and I just I, I started a new obsession. It was like Sondheim cast albums and, and Hirschfeld books. And, uh, yeah. and then flash forward to my first, very first visit to New York City in 2004. The first uh, lithograph that I saw when I walked in the door was that very same image. Oh, the Sondheim. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I was... Uh, uh, I was like, man, I, I, I need, I need that. And I, and, you know, I looked at the price tag, and I was like, I don't need it that much. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, um, but then uh, over the the time I was here, I talked to many friends and I talked to my mom on the phone, and you know, I, I had the money at the time, and I was like. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't spend this much money on this. And they were like, "You, you need this." Aww. And so I bought it. And so, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that was you know kind of at the time where like the the passion for what I do now was born was it was all kind of wrapped around that image, you know. Mm. So it was kind of like a touchstone for 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 Very my future. Cool. So yeah. Well, so and then so. You're doing this work. When did you start drawing yourself? When did you start drawing theater figures? Right. Well, or uh, caricatures. Yeah. Well, did I, you always do caricatures? I always drew. I mean, I think uh, was it was it Al that said um, uh, artists are children who just never put down their crayons. I've seen that quote many times attributed to Al, and he may very well have said it, but I can't <laughs> say where it's from. Well, also in our in our theme song intro, he says all kids draw. I just never stopped. Right. Right. So, so it's a, it's, a, a, it's a version of it. Yeah. 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 But um, I always drew, and you know, I would. You know, I would draw my friends and family members and teachers. You know, like many caricaturists. Well, are known but were for they doing. straight drawings or were they caricatures? No, they weren't necessarily. I mean, if you look at some of my earlier stuff uh, that I'll you know I'll, I'll mention here in a bit, it, they are much more straight 
you know, versions of, you know, of, of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and still, I'm not a, a I don't I don't exaggerate nearly as much as, as some you know Hirschfeld sketches or some other caricaturists, um, and uh, sometimes I do. It just depends on the subject, I guess. You know, sure. but but uh, I first started doing uh, kind of what became what I do now. Uh, when I first was doing uh, theater outside of school, uh, the summer before my senior year in college, I auditioned for the th- one of the resident theater companies at that La Mirada Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it gave me more chance to look at the uh, the Hirschfeld Sondheim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, and I was doing my very first show, which was the Yeston and Copet Phantom. Uh, oh yeah. There sure. on. Uh, um, uh, which which I loved, and I was just I just loved being in the show. I was I was so grateful to be there, and I was on closing night. I was like, I I want to give a gift to my fellow cast members. I'm like, I know I will draw them. <laughs> you know? and so I I you know drew a picture of them, and it's all very much like a family <laughs> portrait looking kind of thing. And and you know it's you know it, it it's I've definitely come a distance from that from that drawing, but it got a positive positive enough a reaction from uh, my friends there that I it, it made me want to do one for the next show and the next show. So now I have this this I started this tradition that now has really been a blessing to myself because I can go back and look at all these sketches and they're probably like. 60 or 65 something like that over the years and I can go back and I see where I put in inside jokes and little references to sure. someone had a baby you know you know some somewhere around the run I'd, I'd maybe put in a little baby picture or you know little things like that just yeah it's kind of what uh, what these Broadway drawings do it's just trying to capture a moment in time mm-hmm. um, in a way that may, maybe a, that definitely a photo couldn't recre- recreate so mm-hmm. right um, so yeah, uh, and after a while, people started asking me to draw their shows that I wasn't in, um, and you know, I started making a little bit of money doing it, and you know, uh, started getting asked to do shows that were in New York or Chicago, or you know, and I, I was like, oh, I should maybe put some effort behind this. So about 2006, I um, actually drew like all of, all of the I think the nominated musicals that year, and just like, you know. Uh, you know, just sent them to the stage doors oh, and wow. said, "Hey, uh, I did this. You know, give this to these people." And uh, you know, I got some some really lovely notes uh, from uh, one from Lashans uh, when she yeah. was in the color purple. Mm. Um, one from Danny Burstein, who's become a friend now. He was oh, when he was yeah. when he was in uh, Drowsy Chaperone, um, and so it kind of just started, uh, you know, uh, expanding my horizons and what mm. I could possibly do with this. Um, Flash forward to uh, a, a friend of mine, David Quinn, who's uh, um, uh, it's a fantastic guy and a great idea man. He's he came up with this idea. He said, "What did Hirschfeld have, uh, you know, for exposure? He had a, a, a weekly uh, platform." And now, he, granted, it was it was, the, it was the New York Times, so it's you know it's yeah. but it's now, a big exhibition. It's a big space. exhibition space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, and and and, uh, and he's like, "But with technology now, what do we have? It's free." And he's like, use Facebook. Like, put post something on Facebook every week. Mm-hmm. It's it's only going to cost you your time and effort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's great. So for oh, just over a year, I posted something weekly, uh, and it just you know, if it was someone I wanted to celebrate or a, a show opening or um, a birthday or anniversary of, of something right. involved with Broadway, I posted it, and um, and that's uh, that's where Paul Wontorek first saw my work. Mm. Um, I started coming to, to the city to take part in the um, Broadway Cares uh, Flea Market, sure. uh, which is a fantastic event that happens every yeah. September. Um, and through that, I met uh, Susan Blackwell, who does a video feature for Broadway.com. She introduced me to Paul, and then that's when we started talking about doing the regular feature. Wow. So, yeah. That's hey. a great story. Yeah. Well, thanks. Now, uh, what were you doing? Uh, maybe it's not significant, but what were you doing while you were doing the Facebook drawings, what was your day job, or what were you trying? Where were you, where were you headed to? Um, well, probably when I started doing that, I had. Um, were you a more performer uh, at that point? Absolutely. Did you see yourself more as a performer? I did absolutely. Yeah, I, that was uh, I, at that point. I was um, uh, I was making my living primarily as a as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, got my uh, equity card in 2004 out of the Music Theater of Wichita, which is a fantastic theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm playing Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and I was also doing uh, various uh, gigs at uh, Disneyland in Southern California. Wow. I was a, 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 a sub for the Dapper Dan's Barbershop Quartet. Aww. And uh, in 2004, as well uh, was the year that they they mounted um, the uh, Snow White an enchanting new musical uh, directed by Eric Schaefer uh, of the Signature Theater in Arlington. Wow! Um, and 
um, yeah, I, I played a, a dwarf. I was the, I was the original Happy. Happy. And, uh, and yeah, and, and that's actually, because of that gig, is why I had enough money to buy that Hirschfeld with. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you, Disney. Thank you, yes. Disney. Thank you, thank you, Mickey. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of, you know, where it, where it started. But yeah, I was primarily a performer. And there were actually years that I would make a little bit more money doing the artwork, depending oh, wow. on the gig that would come. So it was kind of a pendulum. And now it's, you know, the artwork is primarily my thing. And, sure. Mm-hmm. And stuff. But do you feel that uh, being a performer uh, really helps uh, you with your drawings? I mean, do you have a better sense of the performers on stage? I think so. I think I... I it, I, I do. I think I have a, a, a good idea about what makes a performance tick and, and what goes into uh, creating a, a, a character. Um, also, what goes in technically to creating a show. One of the things that I try to do in my sketches, which I know that uh, Al was, was was amazing at, was giving a nod to the designers of the of the show. You know, the, right. Al was so good at drawing architecture and right. you know some his detail in the background of some of those drawings of you know cornice work and and you know it was just astounding. And I'm not as good at that, but I. Um, I still try to like with my color palette of each sketch. I try to m- mirror what the uh, what the color palette of the show is. If it's a more kind of a gentle muted show, it's typically the color palette will be a little more, more muted. You know, if it's a really bold, flashy show, it might you know the colors might be bolder and right. that sort of thing. Um, but uh, and also just you know uh, choices that like a a, a, a costume designer would make. You know, and where a, where a brooch is on a lapel mm-hmm. or that that kind of thing. So um, I think as a performer, yeah, I, I definitely um, have seen the you know how theaters created you know from the ground up, and and so uh, so I think that does definitely help uh, visualizing um, what I'm going to do. Like for instance, um, let's see, when I was drawing uh, Porgy and Bess with uh, with Audrey McDonald and, oh, yeah. and Norm Lewis, great production. Yeah, fantastic. And they um, there's a moment actually a, a couple of times where where across the stage. Uh, Porgy would like reach his hand out mm. to Audra, and that's what I based the sketch on. It that m- moment happened a couple times, and I was like, "That was so such a just lovely, powerful moment." Mm. I'm like, "Okay, that's what I want to center this right, piece around." Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's about kind of trying to capture those those moments you know, that you know may be different each night, you know, but you know it, it definitely will uh, be gone once the show closes someday. Right. So. Um, then do you use press photos to make sure you got the facts right? I do, I do, okay. and or, or sometimes I, um, I I will you know send an email to someone like I was drawing um, the dresser, right. uh, starring uh, Patrick Stewart. Uh, it was a number of years back, and uh, T R Knight. And um, the scene, there was a scene that I wanted to um, use as part of my sketch. Uh, there's like a, a lifeboat scene in there, and I uh, I realized I hadn't taken good enough notes and I had I didn't have any photos at that particular moment mm. or at least what I needed to see and so I was I, I didn't know what Patrick Stewart wore on his feet and I was that's I was like I think I this is what I want the sketch to look like and I remembered my friend Moira McGregor was working on the show in the costume department mm. I think she was the costume coordinator for the show and I just sent her an email I said hey what does Patrick wear on his feet in this scene? Yeah. And she sent me the costume breakdown for that scene. Like, oh, you know, right. and, and they're like, oh, good, black socks. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's, you know, it was one of the first times where I was like, oh, yeah, this this theater community is really kind of small. Right. You know, and, uh, and and people are very helpful. You know, it's, 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 you know, that's one of the great things about the Broadway community is they, they chip in and help. You know? Right. Really well, big, well, they really all have the hearts. same sort of passion for it, right? Yeah. And then also being in the theater, you're you're taught empathy. You're taught to walk in other people's shoes, right? Mm. So that's one of the skills, or the the yeah, the skills that uh, that an actor or, or a, a theater professional uh, needs is just to be able to tell someone's story by mm. kind of walking in their shoes. And, and I think shows create communities. You know, there are sometimes these temporary communities, right? But that you know, all of a sudden for. Uh, four weeks of rehearsals and however long of a run, uh, you know you're 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 part of something. Absolutely, yeah. It's it uh, having been a part of some of these community or these families, it, it, it's it, it's a very powerful thing, and it's something that you don't forget. You might not you know once the show closes, you might not uh, see each other every day, but there's definitely that connection that you have with someone. Sure. Um, like for instance, I uh, uh, you know I, I was so incredibly sad that Groundhog Day closed as early oh. as it did. I would really love that show. You went to it a lot of times. Didn't uh, you? I went. Uh, Five times, yeah, wow. yeah. I really it's enjoyed like it. Like Groundhog Day, just keeps yeah. coming back yeah. at the same 
same thing. Well, you heard the story about Bill Murray going to see the show. Right, and came back. He the next came back thing. the next night wearing the same outfit. No. He's like, I thought it would be funny. That was great. But that that there was funny. such a lovely group of of people in that show involved yeah. with that show. And and uh, in fact, I think uh, as we're recording this tonight, there's a um, a concert where they're singing together. But it's Aww. it's it's a, just a great example, and it, it happens time and time again. But how uh, how a, a, a theater cast and crew and everything becomes a little family. Right. Yeah, you're you're in close quarters in the backstage at some of those Broadway theaters. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you know dress rooms are you know sometimes closet sized. So you know you know each other's quirks and you know you know about each other's families and friends and backgrounds and and yeah, you just uh, it's very much a, a, a tight knit thing. So mm-hmm. um, and so along with the, the cast drawings that you do. What other works do you do? Where do, where where can other people where can people see your work? Sure. Um, well, I I mean I, I have a website that I don't maintain as much as I should, but it's uh, squigsonline.com, S Q U I G S online, all one word. dot com. Uh, I try to post you know a good sampling of what I do there, uh, but over the years it's included. Um, Posters. I did a couple of seasons of posters for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS events. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done seven posters for uh, the annual Theater World Awards, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, for those of you who might not know, uh, recognizes uh, distinct uh, debuts on Broadway and off Broadway. Um, uh, I did the cover of the um, Actors Equity Centennial book, the Actors Equity uh, Association, the you know stage manager yeah. and actors union. Um, that was it was a project that took over a, almost a year of back and forth of figuring out what it was going to be. Al did the 75th. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. I'm honored. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I, uh, one project that is just happened this last year for the first time, and hopefully it'll be an annual thing, is a, um, uh, a Tony's uh, a Season Highlights CD, um, which uh, is, a, is a compilation of songs from the shows of a particular season. And so this past year, uh, uh, it was it ended up being a last-minute thing because it was very new, but Broadway Records um, uh, is doing this, and they... Um, Worked with each individual, you know, company and you know, of various uh, record companies to put this together. And it's the, in, in, uh, the uh, inspiration was the, the Grammys CD that they do every year. Sure. Oh. Um, but yeah, so we uh, um, created this cover uh, for the CD. That's uh, it's little snippets, original sketches of uh, all these different shows oh, and fun. that sort of thing. And then each individual piece of that cover is used in the interior because each show has their own page. Oh, nice. So they're hoping that that's going to, you know, take place every year. Right. Um, and While uh, we still have, you know, hard copy. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, one thing that we did, and this will transition to another thing that I do, is um, uh, when they f- first released the CD, the hard copy CD, if you bought the hard copy, you got a limited edition Lights of Broadway card. Um, and so it was one that we just created just for this event and they like the first thousand new CDs that were ordered they included oh, the, the card cool. um, but yeah that's the, another thing that I do is the lights of Broadway yeah, as, as you mentioned that. So, yeah that that's I mean that's Totally new and and different, something that Al Hirschfeld never did. Sure, sure, yeah. It's um, it, it, it uh, there have been trading cards uh, of various types over the years in in relation to Broadway. At Playbill has done a series yeah. of you know they use the the key art for the you know the posters on a card. Sure. Um, the cast of Newsies had um, had cards for the the Newsies and the Oldsies as they mm. call themselves, <laughs> um, and you know something to interact with their fansies, um, and uh, which is actually their official okay, name. Okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and so the idea has been around, but I uh, had this idea, um, well, a long, I was doing a production of Damn Yankees back in uh, 1996, something mm. like that, 95, anyway, um, and if, instead of a typical cast sketch, I made little baseball cards of everyone in the show, Aww. so, um, and so that was kind of bouncing around in my head for a while, and I... Uh, met uh, my collaborator on the cards now, uh, Dory Bernstein. She's a wonderful Broadway producer, documentarian. Um, uh, she the next her next project. She's they've just announced the prom that's coming in uh, not this season but next season. Right. Uh, also halftime, which is going to be at the Paper Mill Playhouse. She was a lead producer on Thoroughly Modern Millie and uh, Legally Blonde and many many other things. 
And, well, and she has a Hirschfeld connection because when she did her Carol Channing Larger right. Than Life uh, documentary, right. she animated uh, Hirschfeld drawings of Carol. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She, th- that documentary is, is, is great. And um, she also did uh, Show Business. Uh, it was uh, followed uh, the four, four different shows on the way to from creation to the Tonys and, and even after that of the 2003 season, mm. um, which is fantastic. If you can find it, you know, check that out. It uh, follows Wicked, Avenue Q, mm-hmm. Taboo, and Carolina Change. Mm-hmm. It's really, right. fa- really fascinating. Well, but... three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the reason that they, you know, they followed them is, is like how right. what makes a, you know, a, a show a, a success on Broadway, mm-hmm. and and maybe an artistic success might not be a financial success, and and right. vice versa. Um, but uh, she also. Um, uh, the documentary got a dance, which became the musical halftime. With the original, some of the original songs were written by Marvin Hamlish, mm-hmm. um, and are being used, you know, posthumously, of course. Mm. Um, but she, uh, we met. We, actually, it was another Broadway flea market find because uh, her children um, uh, stopped by my table. I wasn't even at my table, sell, you know, it was where I was selling prints and that sort of thing, and they bought a print each of some of their favorite shows from the previous season took them home and their dad Mitchell Canold uh, saw this these prints and called me and asked me if I could do a last minute uh, birthday gift for Dory Aww. and uh, and we called it uh, Dory's fan club and it's her on stage with uh, so many people that she's worked with out in the audience and giving right. her a standing ovation Aww. and so um so after she received that she called me and asked me to lunch at Sardi's <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and then and we just started you know throwing out ideas of stuff that we had and we both had been thinking about trading cards mm. and because we both collected baseball cards as kids and you know the damn Yankees you know sure. call back there mm-hmm. but they um but yeah so we started talking about it then and it took like maybe three years before I decided to really like put some mm. put my nose to the grindstone and come up with a design and a look and that sort of thing but without it being official we you know you know we kind of call it Sardis in your pocket <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> you know because nice. because yeah. uh, we do celebrate um, not only actors and uh, and directors and writers and choreographers and design but we, we also d- uh, celebrate designers and ensemble members and right. um, mm-hmm. special you know key people in the world of Broadway and and uh, and that sort of thing, as well as shows, and not just of today, but also of the past. Right. Um, so uh, it's well. How often do they come out? Uh, they, we do two editions every year. Uh, one and in the how spring. big is an edition? Uh, it, it it has varied between I think eighty and one hundred and thirty cards wow. each edition. So you have to do eighty to one hundred and thirty drawings. For these cards. Yes. I didn't know there was it was that I yeah. thought it was like 20 in an edition or something. No, it's wow. it's quite a few. They um uh uh yeah, some of the, some of the artwork for the, especially for the shows that I've done of uh, the, the you know, the recent shows, uh, I'm able to then use that artwork as that shows art on right. the cards. So sure. so anytime I can do that, you know, oh, depending definitely. on if, if we're getting close to the deadline, I'm like, oh, I don't want I, I can't I just can't draw, uh, you know, um uh, Man of La Mancha, uh, right. a fresh sketch of Man of La Mancha. So let's put in something that I did recently, and yeah. so that's a nice, a nice cushion to have. But uh, sure. but uh, yeah, we have um, the uh, the the autumn 2017 edition, which will be our sixth edition. Um, will be coming out. We're we're hoping right around Thanksgiving, but definitely in time for uh, holiday shopping. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very so cool. now the cards feature uh, a Squig's portrait on the front, uh, with the logo and who the person is, and on the back, it has. Uh, they don't have about what, how they bat or with their averages. But it's a little bio. Yeah, yeah. We the tip the format that we have now. We we have stats and and we include their um, uh, birth date. You know, not mm-hmm. the birth year. You know, because some mm-hmm. people don't want to share that. <laughs> right. Um, but the birthday and birthplace, and then their Broadway debut and the Broadway the year of their Broadway debut, mm-hmm. and then a, a little short bio and then a couple of fun facts. Fun we call facts, them. Did yeah. you know? You know, so a little couple, couple little fun facts. So yeah, I, you're looking at it right now. I, we did a, a special. Actually, it's a super rare uh, card in this last rare. edition. Yeah, of uh, of the esteemed Al Hirschfeld. It's uh, awesome. It, it I really am is obsessed tr- with it. No, I, 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 I do love it. And uh, why don't you read the back? Oh, okay. So it says Al Hirschfeld, born June 21st, St. Louis, Missouri. The bearded Lion King was renowned for minimalist ink caricatures of entertainment celebrities for most of the 20th century. His illustrations, many of Broadway stars and shows, famously appeared in the New York Times, on Playbill, and TV Guide covers, and more. Uh, He was awarded two Tonys for 50 years of theatrical cartoons in 1975 and the Lifetime Achievement in 1984. 
Did you know, on what would have been his 100th birthday, the Martin Beck Theater was renamed in his honor? I did know that. <laughs> Squigs, did you know he was famous for hiding his daughter's name, Nina, in drawings? But in a portrait of her titled Nina's Revenge, there are only two each of Al and Dolly, her parents' names. <laughs> Yeah. It's very cool. I should give a I shout out to it. Amanda who writes our writes our copy. Oh, very nice. Oh, great. Very no, nice. It's really it's it's really terrific. And so who's the audience for these? Who who do you yeah. typically see are the Well, audience? you know, when we started doing this, we we realized the audience kind of w- was us. I mean, just we thought it would, right. it would be a fun novel idea. What right. we didn't realize at that point that was that um, that they would become so popular with with young people. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the for the first time that we had them available in uh, at a, actually at a Broadway flea market, um, we had you know I had my prints there and we had these cards and and uh, at that point the cast of School of Rock was uh, in in rehearsals and a bunch uh, a gaggle of of young you know musicians came over yeah and they started <laughs> they started buying packs and trading them and you know it was like their um, uh, Luca Padovan who um, who played uh, the 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 costume designer in the show. I, I remember he uh, at one point they're trading and he's like he yells I got a Stephen Sondheim he's oh the king <laughs> and I had to turn around and cry because I was Aww. like this is like well there know. it is you had, you had seen Hirschfeld's and yeah. and and it meant so much to you mm-hmm. and here was the next generation looking at your drawing of Sondheim yeah and having the same experience yeah. big full circles yeah. right there Very and so yeah cool. so then we we started realizing just how popular these were i was getting uh, messages from uh, child wranglers at broadway shows and and they would say um like for instance uh, um at the um uh, I think it's Gypsy of the Year competition every year. There's the one event that they have. They hold a moment of silence um, mm. for victims of, of AIDS, and uh, and it's every year. It's um, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Judith Light. How could I forget Judith Light? Um, but yeah, she she does this moment of silence every year. And uh, backstage, the kids of various Broadway shows were getting ready to sing in a choir to sing. Um, uh, I think it's Help Is on the Way. Uh, or it's a David Friedman song, but they um, they're all standing back behind the curtain, getting ready to go. And they said they announced Judith Light, and uh, like three children go, "I have her card." Oh my god! <laughs> you know, or like you know the um, uh, oh, Vanessa, the, uh, the the child wrangler at uh, at Fun Home, sent sent me a message saying, "Oh, we're learning about uh, John Kander today," Aww. and I was like, "This is perfect," I, and and it's become yeah. an educational tool. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, and over the editions, we've ramped up that kind of you know little facts and that sort of thing. Mm. But then also we have, um, you know, uh, you know that you're kind of in the college kids, people studying theater. You know, some of the folks that are just obsessed and come in and see Broadway shows all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, middle aged to to elderly people. You know, it's like it's really fascinating just the width, uh, the breadth of the the demographic for this. And, yeah. and well, who's I remember this. at Broadway Con uh, in January mm-hmm. last January, you came out and you had cards, and all of a sudden I thought, oh my God, they're gonna devour him <laughs> there were all these uh people because they weren't kids yeah. they were people there were all kinds of yeah. young old everybody wanted some cards yeah yeah and we've gotten really lovely comments from folks that uh that said that they collected baseball cards as a kid because that's just what their friends their you right. know their brothers right. and sisters and and uh, stuff that that's what they collected and they weren't really that crazy about baseball but that's what you did yeah. and they're like we're so happy to have something on these cards that we just, we're first of all we're passionate about and and you know love learning about and that sort of thing um but yeah just having something tangible you know that they can have in their hands and and, you know to remember what's going on on the broadway Mm -hmm. so now i have to ask you this because we're always asked this um (laughs) has anybody ever complained Oh, oh um, yeah. I don't know if I want to get too specific. That's um, fine. But uh, we, we had a couple of, of comments first from some of the cards that, like the uh, the, mm. the my depiction um, wasn't incredibly flattering, and uh, and I you know in, in the, these couple cases I looked at it I said oh they're they're kind of. A, uh, responding to, I tend to use a lot of um, much more than 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 Hirschfeld did was a lot of uh, strict angles like right. yes. uh, you know, pointy, much more angular, yeah, mm-hmm. pointy chins and square jaws and right. and um, you know uh, and, and so and and sometimes the the eyebrows are just a little more angled than you know definitely heightened uh, right. you know right. kind of a thing and so sometimes people will look at that and think oh that that's making me look severe and mm-hmm. and and I you know I understand that but to me it's like I I think oh I'm I'm you know that's just my style and I'm kind of trying, trying to capture them their essence and, right. and and I'm not trying to make them look severe but it's just a it's a stylized way of representing someone sure you know but uh yeah um 
I uh, it, it, it's funny. We 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 often worry about, especially in depicting. Um, Folks with uh, with big Hollywood careers because there are mm-hmm. you know a number of people that have Broadway ties that have you know gone on to do amazing things in film, um, but then they're dead to us if they go to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not o- true. Often they come back. We do um, Hollywood too. Yeah, yes, yeah, but they uh, um, uh, sometimes we'll we'll get photos posted uh, of the cards that our collectors will have gotten autographed, right. and so when when we when I'll, I'll see that someone's autographed their card, I'm like. Oh, they've seen it and they like it enough to sign to it. Sign right. it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think I. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you know, some of the some of those folks, like um, I think uh, Barbara Streisand, wow, um, yeah, uh, Carol Burnett, James mm-hmm. Earl Jones. What? You yeah. know, I was I, cool. I totally geeked out the first time that I saw that uh, Hal Prince had signed one of his cards. Oh, that's and nice. uh, and then I went to a book signing. He put out this really great book of recollections from his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to the book signing um, and uh, and got to give him a few cards and actually uh, had him sign one of my cards. And he's like, I love these things. Oh, <laughs> that's very terrific. Cool. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. such a great guy. And I, I drew him with his glasses on his head. Of course. He's, you know, very known for, I'm sure. I'm sure. sure. And uh, drawn by Just Alan. Like yeah, exactly. Um, and so, what do you see are your influences? Obviously, you, I mean, you talk about Al, but sure. you have a you have a distinct style. You are not some sort sure. of uh, warmed over Al Hirschfeld. You good, are definitely good. squished. Thank you, thank you, right, thank you. Right. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. There have been times where I've really you know tried to mimic what Al does, especially when I was doing just strictly black and white work. I know right. Al is known for color work as well, but really his iconic work is is the black and white simple sure. line drawings. Um, and in fact, there was a production of Guys and Dolls that I did uh, many, many years ago, where I—it was almost a direct quote of his original, uh, <laughs> his original. And you will Broadway. be hearing from our lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I changed enough. I had to add yeah. some people in the in ensemble, right, right. Um, but I actually signed it like Al with the very, very vertical oh, letters. But oh, I signed okay. it nicely, Justin, because I was playing nicely, nicely. Oh. This was for those who who might not know how I got my name. I, I can just briefly go into that. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Squigs uh, came from uh, another production of Guys and Dolls that I was doing. Again, playing nicely, nicely, Johnson, and uh, the, the short version of it is that someone mistakenly called me Squiggly Wiggly instead of nicely, nicely, <laughs> and and then friends who who knew me well knew that I draw squiggles, and so they shortened it to squiggles, and then eventually to squigs, oh, that's and then fun. I started signing my artwork squigs around 1999, 1998, somewhere. Like oh, that. very cool. But yeah, I didn't know that story. Yeah, but then so I you know I should show this uh, my uh, early, very early. Uh, um, rudimentary uh, quote of Her- of Hirschfeld's Guys and Dolls uh, yeah. through the filter of a, of a very young and, and uh, still growing Squigs. <laughs> have to know who to steal from. You have exactly. to Exactly. Steal from, steal from the best. Well, but, but are there other artists that you um, are absolutely, influenced by? Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, I I have often said that um, my work is off, is um, lends itself more to inspiration by Sam Norkin, you know, who sure. was, for many years was was a contemporary of, of, sure. of Al and did uh, the, um, you know, the bl- same kind of black and white line work, but had a very much more angular uh, approach. Yeah, exactly. I would say your work is closer to his. Yeah, in, in exactly. I think that's definitely the thing. Um, Robert Risco, who's a, who's oh. a still fantastic, is still great. working and, and is amazing. Um, Robert DeMichel, oh, uh, who, 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 who left us a couple years back, but uh, so, so many, did some you know, posters for Broadway and, and such great work um yeah uh, uh and earlier earlier artists like miguel Covarrubias, who was you know a contemporary of, of Hirschfeld and who sure. influenced him as well um, who is he again <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and and you know i think it's just observation i think one of the things that any any artist of any type uh, has to develop is um is is just chronic observation like being a chronic observer right. um being a student of life and just keeping your eyes open um and you know finding things that um that that, that you like visually and then just going with that um yeah just i think just staying curious has been been a big thing you know and, and something that informs informs my work is uh, is just knowing a lot about theater you know i haven't really branched out much beyond theater mm-hmm. you know to tv or film or you know politics right. or those sort of things but um uh, oh, I should also give a shout out to um, my friend Steve Brodner, who's a, an amazing political cartoonist, uh, yeah. and who I took—I've uh, taken a couple classes from. And, I, and again, like my piano lesson days, I was an inc- incredibly poor practicer. Um, he was—he was very kind. It's, it's in the—he he teaches these classes at the School of Visual Arts uh, as continuing studies, and um, he was—he was more than uh, gracious um, that I was really awful at completing 
most of my assignments. <laughs> he actually, at one point, he actually, we used one of my Broadway.com sketches as a classroom assignment. Oh, uh, fine. yeah. No, that's great. Well, he has such a distinctive style. He does, and yeah. And he's a genius uh, completely on his own. Absolutely, you, absolutely. You don't look at his work and say, oh, I see somebody else's. Yeah. You see Steve Brodner. Yeah. I, uh, I, he joined me when I went to see um, uh, Michael Moore's show that was just on Broadway. Oh, nice. And, uh, and you know, spe- I thought he was just a great fit for him just since he's so, yeah, you know, locked into the, com- the, the political world and, <laughs> and stuff. And uh, so as we're getting ready for the show, Steve gets out his little pocket sketchbook and is sketching people in the audience. And I'm just geeking out. I'm like, I'm in the theater with Steve Brodner. He's <laughs> drawing people. I'm like, you know, so but he's also an incredibly uh, gifted educator and, and an incredibly supportive and kind friend, so I'm I'm grateful for him as well. Wow, no, that's terrific. Um, political work? Have you ever thought about doing any political work? Um, I I I've thought about it. I'm I, I definitely am getting more political as times are passing and things are getting serious. That's the world we're in. Yeah, right? it's true. Um, and I did a, a I've done a couple little experiments. I you know I. Uh, I drew a, a, a caricature of Trump as a Macy's hot air balloon. Um, uh, Love it. Very orange. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something that actually I, now I'm like, it's about time that I, I, I step up and do some of this thing and getting a little bit more, you know, uh, vociferous about some mm. of these issues. Um, I certainly do, you know, in, in my social media and that sort of thing. But, right. but, yeah, it's time to, you know, use the gifts well, in that direction. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at call me squigs, one word, call me squigs. Uh, and then on Facebook, uh, I still have the Facebook page that I use to kind of yeah. jumpstart this whole thing. Uh, and that's uh, squigs knows his lines. Squigs knows his lines. <laughs> yeah. Double love meaning. It. You get it? Yeah, I love it. Love it. <laughs> that's good. Okay, before we end, I have to ask, because I always like to ask people, what is your favorite Hirschfeld drawing? Wow. Besides the Stephen Sondheim one, because you are, you know, it has a yeah. You're saying a second favorite? A second favorite. Wow. Or, you know, just one that really, I don't know, that you think about a lot, or maybe it's your password for logging into things. Oh, yeah. Let me, <laughs> tell, you my, let me tell, me, tell you my login. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tell us all right sure, now. Sure, sure, yeah. And here's, here's my <laughs> PIN number for my bank account. Get your pens out, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Well, it's it's so funny. It's it's so hard to pick a favorite. Oh, I, anything, I realize you know. this. But is there are there's question. certain <laughs> iconic ones that I, I just love so much. And um, when uh, when you did the exhibit at the uh, the Museum of the City of New York or the no the, the New York Historical Society. New York Histor- I can never keep them straight. There's so yes. many museums in New York City. <laughs> yes. and they all yeah, have New York are, in them. Yeah. Yeah, right. But um, so when you did that one, it, you know, when I walked into that room that had you know like a, a key um, sketch from each decade, right. I just like, I wet myself a little bit. Because <laughs> there's um, Richard Kiley in Man of La Mancha. Oh, right. uh, Great one. Uh, uh, Zero Mostel and, and crew in, in, in Fiddler on the Roof. Sure. It was just, it was just like, I was, my mind just exploded. And, and the guys and dolls were there. The guys and dolls yeah. were there, the, yeah. one that, the one that I stole from. Yeah, um, yeah those ones, uh, one, of, one of the things that I You don't want to admit that on tape, that would be bad. <laughs> for the yeah, I think so. I, I, I uh, was influenced by. Um, but they, uh, there's, there's a, a technique that, that Al used in his um, compositions at times where uh, there were multiple arms, multiple hands. Oh yeah, um, Danny Kaye being the exactly, most and that's that's the one one of the ones I was you know mentioned. But also there's a Lenny Bernstein. Oh one, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, there was also the um, uh, recent uh, production of Fully Committed, starring Jesse Tyler Ferguson, where I just I, I, I drew multiple arms with various phones and writing <laughs> oh, things okay. and stuff like that. So definitely a, a, an inspiration from yeah. uh, from Mr. Hirschfeld. Well, and uh, Al, Al's final drawing for the New York Times uh, was of Tommy Toon and. White tie and tails. Yes, and that had multiple feet. And, and oh yeah, multiple, multiple feet. feet. Yeah, and I have nice done that before drawing. as well. I've, yeah, I have, I've yeah. definitely quoted the uh, quoted Hirschfeld right, with right. Uh, with multiple uh, tapping flurry of feet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think that's that's uh, well, that could be a name of a movie, flurry of feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an ice capades actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. What came to my head was that Happy Feet movie. Happy Feet oh, with yeah. the penguins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're all in the same. We are, yeah, but yeah, it's and also, I mean, I, I, you know, I love the color work of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially the TV guide covers. I love the TV um, guide covers. Yeah, I, my, uh, my roommate has, um, uh, in, for some reason, in the bathroom had a photo of uh, Ricardo Montalban and Hervé Vilches from Fantasy Island, mm. oh my and it gosh. just made me laugh. And then I was like, oh, Hirschfeld drew almost exactly that same pose. Oh, um, funny! And so I, for Christmas, I like found on eBay that that TV guide cover. We also have. Uh, all in the family because we're uh, the apartment's in Astoria and uh, and that Aww. was set in Queens, oh, sure. Queens. So yeah, 
Sure. So yeah, it's it's just fun. I, one of the things about when I first learned about Hirschfeld's work is just being able to connect the dots um, of knowing that oh my gosh, all those different things were made by this one person mm. you know it's like movie posters and tv guide covers and illustrations in multiple publications right. as well as the new york times and, mm. and broadway posters and, and that sort of thing well and he was fortunate he had uh, all those things to do and I, I always feel bad for uh for an artist like yourself who has you, your work is being seen by millions of people, sure. um, but you don't have this wide variety of magazines and publications. The physical, right? Yeah. Well, we, yeah. And we also have a um, we don't have as much of a shared uh, culture anymore. Yes. It's right. like you used to have the three channels plus PBS, right? right. Know, uh, and so and, everybody watched them, and, and everyone mm-hmm. got the TV guide to find out when their programs are going to be on. Right. Um, Definitely, everyone got their news from sources like the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, you know, uh, and, and now it's that. and it, it, it's it's uh, you know we have an embarrassment of riches of, of entertainment and news sources and that sort of thing. But you you can really you know it's probably one of the things that's dividing us now is just right. it's just having just so many you can pick and choose what you, you want yeah exactly or the one magazine you want yeah and and you know even as far as our entertainment choices you know you can stream you know countless shows and movies online Uh, you can you know it's much easier to find various types of music and stay in in, you know in the the pocket of the the music industry that you know that you like um, and stuff instead of uh, sharing it like when you watch it on tv it's like so-and-so is on this variety show it's like oh now the beatles you know right Uh, (laughs) or um, even listening to the radio you know we used to have that shared thing that oh that song was on the radio i heard it on the radio and you had to wait till it came back on. Right. You know, we don't have that now. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, again, shared experiences on the radio going even back further. It's like something like War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, where everyone had that, you know, freak out, that national freak out. You're right. And, you know, but that was, couldn't have been done today because not everyone listens to the same things. Right, you know? right. So, yeah, it's still, times change and, you know, you kind of, you know, you hope to, that things will live on like, you know, like a tradition like Al, you right. know, uh, espoused. But, but the tradition is living on. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Through your work uh, and, and through uh, other artists who, who do the work um, that you do. But I really think that uh, if there was one person I would say is, is, doing a lot of the kind of things that he was doing you're doing it wow Thank uh, in, you. In, in a way that is squigs it is not i don't think of it you know the times uh people used to always say what who's the next Hirschfeld?" right and uh and in fact one time i got called into the times you know al was 98 and they said well what happens when he goes Right. I said he will stop doing drawings. <laughs> yes. Aww. Well, I, I don't uh, know because they, they wanted to know who the next person was, and he, I he was pretty like, superhuman. I don't, I you know, I well, wouldn't have... I but ninety eight, I had was pretty convinced that he wasn't going to go, so I yeah. was, I, I didn't think about it too much. Uh, but of course, there wasn't going to be another Hirschfeld, just like there was never another Hirschfeld before him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same can be said about you. There's, there's, Thank you. there was never a Squigs. There won't be a next Squigs. There's only this Squigs. Right. And uh, we're all very fortunate to be seeing Broadway through your eyes and wow. and, and through your pen. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's 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 really. I do hear that a lot. You know, I think any caricaturist that draws Broadway will right. uh, will say that they've been told that they're the next Hirschfeld, right. and that sort of thing. And and I always kind of recoil at that because I, there's never ever going to be another Al Hirschfeld. Agreed. Um, and uh, and I so I, I usually kind of just turn it just a bit and I just say, hey, I'm I'm so happy to be uh, carrying on the traditions that he exactly you know some created you know and that of you know it's so exactly when uh when uh, al passed um i was out in california and performing and i was doing a production of uh on the 20th century oh. uh, i was starring um uh, bob gunton and oh. carolee carmelo oh, and mimi hines oh, he was God. the first person to take over for barbara streisand and funny girl sure fantastic people and uh and when I found the news, I uh, brought in all my Hirschfeld books that I've been collecting over the years and Aww. just set them on the table in the dressing room. And it was nice to see people just kind of walking through and going, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or some people on our shows, shows going, oh, yeah, there's me. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. So it was it was really, really great. And one of my greatest regrets is not being able to meet him. Right. But, uh, but I think everyone got, got to meet Al a bit through his work because uh, really it's seeing um, what an artist sees and, and, mm-hmm. and what they're passionate about and what they choose to Capture exactly. I remember uh, sometime uh, he was in his nineties, and Knopf wanted him to write a autobiography, and he said, "That's a whole other career. I don't want to." <laughs> and and uh, they were trying to convince him. I said, "Well, 
He's written an autobiography. You want to know what he saw and what he thought was important in the show? It's all there in the drawings. Right, uh, right. And in, in a way, we had he sat third row on the aisle. That's where his opening night seat was. Uh-huh. Um, and probably where he sat when he did most of his drawings in the right. theater because it's close enough. And uh, that continues. I mean, when you told me you were in the third row, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's <laughs> it's there. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's funny because I don't typically request a certain place, but I, I love it when people know to put me on the aisle, especially if the, uh, the aisle is to my right, because I'm right-handed. Right. I'm like, it's just, I, I, I'm not worried about bumping someone with right, my elbow right. if I'm sketching wildly <laughs> with abandon in the theater. But, uh, but yeah, that's, and I do, I feel that. Walking to those Broadway theaters, I'm like, okay, I'm, it's, it's very likely that I've sat in numerous seats that I'll sat in before. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, and it, you know, kind of just makes me feel good. So, no. yeah. Yeah, well, Very your work cool. makes us feel good. So, well, thank you. My goodness, thank uh, you. Thank you for coming uh, uh, around today and talking to us. We really, really appreciate it. My As a first guest goes, I think we're going to have you oh, yeah, now set one. the bar pretty high. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to see Squig's work uh, or Justin's work, I, I don't know how you like to be referred whatever, to. Whatever. I Just call don't call me late for dinner. Yes. <laughs> it's Squig's Online. Squig'sOnline.com, yes. Yeah. And, and the, the lightsofbroadway.nyc is where you can find the cards. Lights of Broadway. Okay. If you want to find the Al Hirschfeld Foundation, it's alhirschfeldfoundation.org. And on their social media. On social media, we are the Al Hirschfeld Foundation on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Al Hirschfeld. You can find the podcast at alhirschfeldfoundation.org slash podcast. S is for squid. Oh, my yes. gosh. I was, so I was hoping that I'd be the S. <laughs> I was thinking, I didn't want... just as we started wrapping it up, I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. This is a perfect S is for squigs. I S love is it. for squigs. Um, please uh, subscribe and rate and review on iTunes. I love to see a new review. I, I lose my mind. Some nice ones. Yes, we do. We get very nice ones from people. So, but it helps other people find the podcast. Absolutely. So let's let's bring and it. I, and I tell people together. about it too. So oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Word of <laughs> yeah, mouth is always friends. very good. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's it. So uh, thank you, uh, Justin, for coming. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we thanks, will see everybody. you when we do. Yay! Bye. Bye.